0: You're listening to 7 Minute Stories with Aaron Califato. 7 Minutes has grown so quickly, and we couldn't do this without you. So please, keep visiting our website at 7MinuteStoriesPod.com, keep sharing your favorite episodes on social media, and of course, keep subscribing and leaving those rad ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Now, on to the story. This episode, The Back Seat.
1: I remember the car rides back and forth and back and forth. It felt like forever. It did go on for a long time until I could drive through all of my adolescence, driving between my mom's house and my dad's house, my brother and I in the back seat. I'd be sitting in the driveway at my mom's house and looking at the front door at my mom and my dad just fighting, arguing. I couldn't make out exactly what they were saying but you could always hear the muffled argument and the minutes in the car felt like hours and you just wanted it to just stop or go or be somewhere you were stuck in in the middle you couldn't even be in one place or the other My brother and I developed split personalities I mean really not medically or mentally just You had to become two different people and this happens. It happens because my parents are good people. They were good people, they are good people. They just went through a difficult time. But if you don't figure out a way to seamlessly construct parenthood after your relationship for the kids so they can feel whole that happens. It twists you up in size and it, and it twisted me up inside. And I'd have to be one person when I went to my dad's and I have to be another person when I went to my mom. And as the years go on, you still do it. And and it's like an acting job. And then one of the parents says, hey, I don't even recognize you anymore. I, who, who are you? And you're like, I don't know. If You're like James Dean when you're like, you're tearing me apart because you're just trying to figure out who you are and you don't have the vocabulary to describe what you feel and no one listens to you and you're just jettisoned back and forth in a car to some place, some soccer game, someone's house to make sure you fulfill the obligation of visitation until you finally have the wings to make up your own mind or a car to drive where you wanna go. But until that time, you are a passenger in this experience. Now, I was protective of my family still. My dad was confident, strong, great at what he did, loved him with all my heart and idolized him, but I felt not as protective because of that strength, but maybe that was just perception. My mom and my brother, on the other hand, were a little different. My brother was always skinny, frail, vulnerable. So interesting to see how strong and successful he is now. But at the time, he was damaged by this whole divorce thing. And I wouldn't let anybody mess with him. I know it was overbearing to him, but I wouldn't let anybody mess with my brother. Anyone who bullied him in the neighborhood, they would feel my wrath. They would feel my crane, the karate kid move. And I'm serious. I would break every fucking bone in their body if if I didn't stop myself. I remember the neighbors would have to stop me from just beating some of these kids for trying to hurt him because no one was gonna tear my family apart more than it already was. My brother was my best friend. Felt the same way about my mom, except it was a little different. I had some anger towards my mom, but I remember being at church and sitting in the pews with my brother and my mom, and she would take us every Sunday, and we couldn't keep our feet still, and I would dread going to the coffee and cookie hour afterwards, after the service, she was trying to integrate into a community. She was trying to make friends. And it's difficult. In the small town where we grew up, divorce was stigmatized. And as a woman, a single mother, a single working professional mother, she was a teacher doing everything she could. She still had to deal with the wrath of that stigma. And when she would go and try to introduce us and talk to some of the ladies there, I remember when, she, when my mother turned her back, they would roll their eyes at her. They would laugh and whisper to each other. I saw who they were. You can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. doesn't matter what holy shrine or religious edifice you put them in. They revealed themselves to me, and I never understood why she wanted their acceptance. I do now, but I guess she never saw them when she turned her back. And I always just put my hand on my mom's back and said, it's all right, mom, let's just go home. I guess the single mom with the two runt kids and hand-me-downs was just too much hassle for their worship experience. I really needed someone to lean on. All this protecting was exhausting, but luckily I had a cousin an older cousin. I was in elementary school. My cousin was in high school, that perfect window where you can romanticize and idolize your mentor. And he was awesome. Played all the sports in high school. And even before that, he played on the coolest football team, the Mustangs in town. Everything about this guy was awesome. Baseball cards, basketball cards, football cards, starting lineup toys. He knew all the movies. He was just, and he was kind. Like this guy was cool, but he was also a decent human being, which is a very rare combination. I've been let down many times where I've met people who I thought were professionally, who I thought were, were idols of mine, or, and maybe still are from our artistic standpoint. Then you meet the person and they're such a piece of shit. It's such a letdown, not this guy. And I can say that because I remember on one of my birthdays, I didn't want to do the back and forth thing between my parents I didn't want to get in the car and go to, to go to a birthday party. As nice as it would be, I wanted to do something different. So I call up my cousin, Russ is his name, and I asked him for my birthday if I could come over to his house and have a sleepover. I'm like, I'm thinking this guy in high school, his whole life ahead of him, he's all with his all his cool friends, and here's this elementary school twerp saying, Hey, can I have a sleepover? But he did. He had me over. We had lunch, we had pizza, we had conversation. He listened to me. We went to Blockbuster and rented Demolition Man with Sylvester Stallone. Hey, yo, the best action star in the world. Watched the movie twice until I fell asleep and nodded off on the fold-out couch downstairs. Had breakfast in the morning. It was one of the best days of my life. Not sure if he knows that. For what I was going through, I needed that more than anything. I needed a place to rest my head. And for one night with my hero, I was able to sleep soundly and I didn't have to get in the back seat of a car. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks to our new partners at Evergreen Podcasts and the rest of our team. Audio production by Ken Went. original art by Pete Whitehead, and I'm Corey Burse. Remember, a new story comes out every Thursday evening. Perfect for listening then or on your Friday morning commute. Also, did you guys know we now have super cool shirts available? You can purchase yours at 7minutestoriespod.com. I love mine. It's super comfy. You should probably get one too. Thanks again for listening.